Well, so hello there. I am uh, actually coming to you a bit of a surprise uh, from our car. Uh, Joyce is at a chiropractor's appointment, and so I am waiting in the parking lot in the car, keeping socially distant. I have a car or two that's more than six feet away. Oh, wait, I'm not sure that matters. Anyway, um, thought that while I was sitting here, I would share a devotional thought since we're all in the middle of this still. Our hopes and our prayers are that our government uh, leaders will be uh, considering everything that is going on right now and that we will uh, hopefully be able to ease our way out of the confinement that I think uh, we have felt. But at the same time, I believe that confinement has, um, has helped ease this pain from the coronavirus pandemic that is everywhere around. And so that is uh, a, great, uh, a great blessing. So anyway, while I'm sitting here waiting for her to uh, be finished, I thought I would share a few devotional thoughts with you. Uh, actually, out of 1 Kings 19, maybe starting in 1 Kings 18, uh, because in 1 Kings 18 is one of those great famous Bible passages in the Old Testament. It's the man of God, the son of man, the servant of God, Elijah the prophet, very powerful uh, prophet, and perhaps 1 Kings 18, his most powerful uh, moment. Um, the king and queen, Ahab and Jezebel, uh, very wicked, uh, trying to find Elijah, trying to put him to death. And Elijah, in a moment of great uh, strength, in a moment of great uh, confidence in the Lord, challenges the prophets of Baal, false god, to uh, a, a contest, as it were. And it's described in 1 Kings 18, and it's um, it's an amazing thing. He has the, the Baal prophets try to call on their God to light up a, a sacrifice that they have left for him. And of course, Baal is not a God at all, so he can't do it. And then Elijah takes his turn and he has them just uh, put a deluge of, of water on the altar that he is going to use. And he calls on God and God, of course, sends fire from heaven and lights everything up and Elijah has the confidence of the people and so they put 450 prophets of Baal uh, to death and it's a it's a glorious moment but then we get to chapter 19 and in 1 Kings 19 the queen Jezebel challenges Elijah and says I'm coming after you I'm going to do to you everything that you just did to the prophets of Baal and Elijah having gone through that great uh, experience of God's power runs for his life uh, he takes off and he flees and he's scared and he's tired. He is emotionally and physically exhausted, spiritually exhausted as well. And uh, I believe that he is a bit uh, depressed. And so he runs as far as he can uh, run. And then as he is finally uh, stopped, um, he uh, falls asleep. He rests for a while and an angel uh, is sent by God to wake him up and provide some food for him. And then he rests again, and uh, the angel uh, has him eat again, and then sends him off on a walk, on a great travel, to actually to Mount Sinai, to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, where Moses had received uh, the Ten Commandments. Um, and uh, God asks him along the way, what are you doing, Elijah? What are you doing? And that's a great question. God has a way of asking us questions at important times. 
And, um, and, and it's interesting how Elijah is feeling. I, I do believe that he is uh, depressed, and I do believe that God helps in ways that we can understand, too. Um, he has him rest. Uh, he has him eat something. Uh, he has him exercise and travel. And he also uh, will ultimately, as we'll read in a moment, uh, gives him a plan and gives him some things to accomplish. I think those are great things for us when we're feeling down, when we are depressed uh, and can uh, get a handle on that. There are other forms of depression that I think are important that we reach out to someone for help. Uh, someone like a Marla Canifax or a John Murray or some others that we might know who uh, are counselors and have the training and the experience to help get us through something. If it's a, chem if it's a, uh, a chemical depression, then we need uh, to talk to a doctor and we likely need uh, medication and treatment, just like we would go to an orthopedic if we broke our arm. Uh, but I don't think that's what's happening with Elijah right now. And so Elijah is given some things to help him, some rest, some food, uh, some exercise, a plan. Uh, and he finds himself on Mount uh, Horeb. And, um, and it's interesting because God has asked him, what are you doing, Elijah? And Elijah says, hey, I'm running for my life because they've killed all your prophets. I'm the only faithful one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And so that's when we come to 1 Kings chapter 19. Uh, and verse 11, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper, a still small voice, as the old King James Version says, when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied again, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came and, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Haziel, king over Aram, or Syria. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from abel Mohoah to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Haziel, and Elijah will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve seven thousand in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Elijah hears from the Lord and the Lord comes to him and, and we see this progression. We see this great and powerful wind and here in Northeast Texas, we're pretty familiar with strong winds and tornadoes and storms, but the Lord wasn't in the storm. And then that's followed by an earthquake and, and followed by fire. And we know the power in those great things. And yet the Lord wasn't in any of those. And then comes this gentle whisper, this still small voice. And maybe God uses it to comfort Elijah, to give him a little bit of assurance. I think Elijah is more terrified than ever, having heard the gentle whisper of God. And so he comes out of the cave where he was hiding on Mount Horeb or Sinai. And God says, again, what are you doing, Elijah? What are you doing? And he tells him, they're after me. I'm the only one left. 
and God gives him the instructions that he needs and he gives him uh, the plan uh, that he needs and he gives him the assurance. He tells him, look, Elijah, I've got thousands of people who haven't given in. You're not the only one. You hang in there with me and, and we'll get through this. And it's interesting to me that in all of the, the hubbub that we hear, the the news stories and the fears that we have and and the concerns that we have, all very real, and all the voices that we're hearing, I think we need to do the same thing that Elijah did and and listen for that still small voice. Listen for that gentle whisper from God because there's a lot of noise out there. And we know that that voice from God is going to be consistent with what is in Scripture. And so where we turn to find that still small voice, that gentle whisper of God, is in His Word in the Bible. And as we consider those things and and we hear His Word, we are reminded of the great assurance that we have. That still small voice, that gentle whisper in the midst of everything that's going on in the world today, that's going on in your world today. Uh, take a break from all the noise. Uh, take a break from all the loud and all the the circus and all the chaos and and all the fear um, and all the threats. And listen for that still small voice of God. It won't be in the wind. It won't be in the earthquake. It won't be in the fire. It won't be in the pandemic. But where it will be, it'll be in that still small voice. It'll be in that gentle whisper. And he'll get us through, just as he did with Elijah and with his people so many centuries ago. God bless you all.